Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So if I'm the Tampa Bay Rays, the worst thing that can happen may have just happened. And that is Shane McClanahan was warming up for a game in Miami and felt a little a little twinge, a little soreness in his shoulder. They call it a shoulder impingement. Um, not something they think is that serious. They believe that, you know, with some some therapy, uh, certainly no surgery required at this point, he, he can be he can be okay. I mean the, the reports were fairly positive after the game. Steve Wyatt, I think this is the end of their season. <laughs> I mean, this is this is not what you want. Uh, you know, on Oct- on August thirtieth, right? Is is the guy that's that's carried the mail for you all season long, the ace of the staff, the all star pitcher, suddenly can't go. Well, if if he can't go the rest of the season, I believe you're correct. The end of the season's here. Now they may still make the playoffs. Yes, but that's true. You're not going to win several rounds in the playoffs. Two out of three in the first round, assuming you mm-hmm. don't win the division. Three out of five in the next round, without right. Shane McClanahan going once or twice in those series. Correct. I, I just I don't think they have enough pitching with Tyler Glass now. Even if he comes back, he's going to be a couple innings max. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. going to be a starter that goes six, seven innings, or even five at that point. Right. You know, he's just not going to be built up for that. So you need Shane McClanahan. Now, for the next two weeks, if that's all it takes for him to get back, can you survive? Absolutely. Yeah. But for the playoffs, you're going to need – I mean, just last week, we were talking about how great this team next year. Glass now and McClanahan, one, two. Pick your order, doesn't matter, lefty, righty. Tremendous. And then all of a sudden, McClanahan warms up and doesn't go for a start, and you're thinking, oh, no. I mean, not even only this year. You were thinking next year, right? You know, you I know. mean, this is the thing. Like, it, it, look, very rarely do guys that have pitched this many innings this late in the season when they have something like that. And, and remember, um, McClanahan has already had Tommy John. He had that, I think, before he even got to USF, maybe. But uh, that's but he had it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shoulders can can turn into rotators, can turn into labrums, can turn into a lot of things, right, when you when you really get into it. The fact is, is that he has never pitched this many innings in the major leagues. Uh, he's a maximum effort thrower. You know, he, he, he gets it up there to 100 miles an hour. I thought after the All-Star break, he had lost some velocity. It seems to have come back um, somewhat. Um, but he he's, he's in an area he's never been before. And unfortunately... You know, it, it looks like his body is now starting to to demonstrate that with some wear and tear, and you hope that it's just a matter of rest. You hope that it's just a matter of of uh, you know shutting him down for a couple of weeks and he'll be fine. But hope is not a good plan, and it's really not a good plan if you look at their schedule after this Miami series. It gets tougher, you know, a lot tougher. They've got what six or seven games with the Yankees, and and by the way. When I check the standings, they're within reach. I mean, this is a, you know, with the number of times they play the Yankees and, and frankly, the way the Yankees have sort of been scuffling since the All-Star break, they've got a chance to make a little bit of a run at this, but not without Shane McClanahan. I, I think 
I think any any faint hopes of winning the AL East is even as bad as the Yankees have played um, is probably out the window. Now they've got great pitching. There's there's no question that the pitching has carried this baseball team. They've had a lot of injuries to their everyday players. Wander Franco is still out. Um, they just got uh, you know a, a couple starters back, and, and so you know they're not going to be a team that scores a ton of runs. We know they don't hit a lot of home runs. So pitching is the whole key to them. And to lose uh, the best left-hander in the game this year, for my money, um, is, is just not a good way to, to go into September and October if you get there. So, uh, and, and the other thing, and I can't get away from this because, and I'm, look, I, I know these guys chart you know, every, every pitch that they make, and, and the spring training was a mess this year, and they slowly built these guys up. Um, but McClanahan was their ace from day one, and he was gonna, you know, he was gonna get the ball every five days or so, and he has done that, and he's gone deep into games. You know, he's another guy that is very efficient, but has pitched, you know, into the seventh inning a lot this year. So he's he's compiled the innings. It just seems like every good pitcher that this organization has ends up with some sort of arm trouble, and maybe it's just it's epidemic in the game itself because I don't follow. Uh, the Yankees all the time. I don't follow the Blue Jays. I don't follow every organization. Um, I do know that baseball has a velocity issue in that from the time the kids are like nine years old, they're trying to throw as hard as they can for as long as they can. And I don't think that's a great idea. But I don't know why it seems that, you know, every season, some ace of the staff is going to end up with some surgery on the race. I, I, and I'm not a, you know, it sounds like I'm accusing him. Maybe I am. I think it's a baseball problem. I don't think it's a Rays problem. But the fact of the matter is, whether it's Tyler Glass now or some of the guys they've drafted, you know, high in, in, in their organization, um, they've had they've had more than their fair share of arm trouble. Fair? Yeah, I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't know. It sure seems like it's more for the Rays than anyone else. But but then as I follow you said, the Rays. We follow the Rays. We know every pitcher that goes on the IL right. because of an arm problem. When, you know, the Red Sox, you know, sixth reliever goes on the I.L. for an arm problem. Do we even notice it? Nobody knows. Right. I mean, right. You know, so I, I don't I don't know if it's. But the list is long. Right. I mean, the list is long yes. of guys that, that they have incomplete seasons because of some some issue. Right. With their mm-hmm. with their with their pitching. Arm. Yeah. I, I mean, mean here, here's what I know is compared to, let's say, 10 years ago or a generation ago, whatever you want to say. Pitchers are throwing the ball harder. With more yes. spin, yes, spin rate is a big thing. All this, and that's all torque and yes, pressure on the arm, totally and shoulder agree. and elbow, and yep. you know the way pitching is done has changed. Yes, and and the selection of pitches, like you mm-hmm. know, they they have these charts, right? And they go, hey, you know, your your swing and miss rate on this slider is X. Let's throw it more. And I don't know that throwing in more is the solution here for your arm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, um, and, and you know, so I, I I know that pitching has changed, right? But for the most part, the way we use pitchers is not. You know, for instance, starters go every five days. Is that really the best for them now, based on the way they throw? I don't I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. You know, I, I know that they limit innings now, and they track that stuff a lot better than they ever used to. Right. You know, I I think that's a good thing for arms. But I know that What's, that you know a generation ago, two or three pitchers would hit a hundred occasionally. Exactly, that's exactly right. Now you've got every pitcher doing it at a spin rate that's incredible. Right, and right. that is so much pressure and torque on that arm and elbow. 
that you have to expect injuries. No. Right. And that that's the difference in the game. I think the difference is the velocity, the spin rate, like it's maximum effort. Like go out there, give me all you got for as long as you can. If it's two innings, it's two innings. If you're that opener, it's you're the opener. If you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna go get somebody for the next matchup, you know. You're gonna you're gonna face these three hitters and we want you to go as hard as you can after them. And and you're right. It seems like everybody has a, a a pitcher or five that come out of the bullpen throwing upper upper nineties or or hundred miles an hour. That never was the case. There was maybe one guy that could hit a hundred, you know. And here comes the grumpy old man. Here, back in my day, it was Nolan Ryan. It was J.R. Richard, and it was you know. Um, uh, and I get you know we're going to get the the physiology is different, the training that people are bigger mm-hmm. and they get stronger and all this stuff. Yeah, that might be true. Uh, unfortunately, they're also you know doing it from the time they're twelve years old. And let me tell you, if you don't have Tommy John by the time you come out of college, you're one of the few. You know, that's just the way it goes. And I know plenty of examples uh, of that. So, um, it, look, it's unfortunate. You hope the best for him. You hope that this conversation is, uh, you know, seems ridiculous in a couple of weeks. And maybe it will. Um, but you never want to you never want to see your ace warming up in a bullpen and then have to shut it down, uh, you know, here in at the end of August when when the games now because we've talked about you've talked about the schedule Steve I mean it it, it really uh, gets gets tougher on the way down yeah after the off day tomorrow they'll finish up with the Marlins uh, they finished up last night we're taping these before the game so correct. we also may have some more info on Shane who's going to get an MRI on Wednesday that's correct too but they'll have an off day on Thursday today and then they have two more off days in the next what four and a half weeks five weeks of whatever Jeez, play yeah. is. You know, and it's against teams like the Yankees. You've got seven or six, seven against the Astros. Seven Astros. Six, mm-hmm. no, six against the Astros. You have the Guardians. You have uh, nine against the Blue Jays. Mm. You have Boston in there, and, and you got what well, Texas is in there too. But, I mean, right. these are good teams you're playing. You've got two off days. You're going to need the pitching. And, and it's gonna it's gonna tax their bullpen. I mean, they didn't expect to have to pitch five or six or whatever it was that they had to throw uh, in order to beat uh, the you know the Marlins the other night. I mean, that was not in the game sheet. So. Well, the good the good thing is is that they had an off day the day before going in. And yeah. You got an off day tomorrow. Yeah, so they'll they'll withstand that one that one off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't like you're in the middle of that 17 game stretch and that happened. They got lucky, yeah. You know, you have this happened in a, in a two game series with off days on either end, which will help. I'm assuming they'll put Shane McClanahan on the IL if they haven't already. Uh, that'll be 15 days. I think you can backdate it a couple days. You can't go all the way to his last start. I think it's three days is the maximum backdating now in baseball. But uh, probably Luis Patino gets called up, and like I said, this may have already happened, but. Um, it's you have to hope that Shane is is healthy enough to to go down the stretch. You know, if if they caught it early enough, a cortisone shot and whatever else they do can help it. You know, if nothing else, you know, if it's if everything is good, it may just be two weeks of rest on his arm, which could help in the postseason if they make it. Yeah, no, it could absolutely. But if he misses the postseason, your shots of winning the World Series go down drastically for the race. Yeah, because everybody, when I say everybody, but the teams you're going to play, you're going to see a lot of guy, a lot of teams have their, their, you know, in a short series, you're going to get their top two pitchers multiple times, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, And you need that, you need that ace. I mean, 
we know the Rays have good pitching. Um, you know, Rasmussen has been as good as any pitcher in, in the majors of the last three starts, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's been lights out. Um, but you know, you, you need you need your top two guys going all the time. And, well, and look and at the lineups three. you're going to face in the, the postseason. I mean, if the playoffs started today, you're getting what the Mariners in the mm-hmm. best of three. Yeah. Now you'd have that at home, just the three games at home, which would help. Right. Then you're going to go take on the Yankees if you win that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, think of the Rays pitching staff that they've done very well against the Yankees. But a lot of that's McClanahan's been very a good. A lot of his Shane, yeah. And then you're going to face the Astros after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of yeah. these lineups. And, and, and you could face Toronto's lineup. I mean, you're going, you're, to want, team, you're going to want your ace on the mound for this playoffs. And you're a team that struggles scoring runs. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, whatever they get is, is gravy. Uh, and, and especially the other night. By the way, Jose Surrey. If you don't think this guy has a is a you can see what they see in him with five tools. What do you, have you ever seen a player in one game climb the center field wall for a catch, throw a guy out at third base, um, hit a monstrous home run, and almost hit for the cycle in the same game? That, that was, was incredible. Have a night, man. That was, <laughs> I mean, really, have a week. I mean, he had a week and a night. Yeah. And and also run the bases like a banshee. By the way, mm-hmm. I mean he, he he scored on a on a tapper to Joey Wendell, who was playing inside the grass when it was hit to him. He still didn't even look at home because he couldn't get him. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the other thing: the speed hit hit with power. Uh, you know the defense uh, throwing guys out plus plus arm. My goodness! If he could I mean, just hit you, a little more consistently, right? Rays fans are going to love this guy. Oh my goodness! I mean, I know you love Kevin Kiermaier, and we, mm-hmm. you know, and who can't, you know, with those with those beautiful green eyes. But like at the end of the day, uh, the defense isn't going to lack out there in center field. I can tell you that much. He no, well, between him and Margot, yeah, I mean that's your center field next year if you don't bring Kiermaier back, right? And, right. and, and defensively, I'm comfortable with that. Are they as good as Kiermaier defensively? I don't think so. But what else they bring? Both of those guys bring to the game. Pretty good mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the the game. I, I, I can live with that, no problem. Because yeah. they're they're plus plus defenders. Oh yeah, they may not be Kiermaier, but they're plus plus. Oh yeah, no, I, they're they're pretty damn good. I tell you that. And 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 you don't lack with the arm. You don't lack with the with the range out there in center field. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, consistency is 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 the thing, right? In, in the major leagues, everybody can have one good game. But talk, I don't know that I've seen somebody do all those things in one game since maybe Mike Trout or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's rare to see a guy put pressure on a defense with his speed, and he's got elite speed. Um, and then and then climb a wall and make a catch, and then throw a guy out on the bases, and then hit a home run that was 111 point something off the bat traveled about 440 feet i mean to dead center it was just like okay what else surrey what is a five tool player you know and then then she tells you but uh, but anyway you know the rays they rarely miss when they get you know they get these guys and you see him you're like yeah he's got some some major league time and i mean average isn't all that great like who is he really and then they wow then you're like okay i mean go through the list on this roster harold ramirez mm-hmm uh, Yandy Diaz, yeah, Manuel Margot. Did anyone go? Oh, that was no. a great pick. You know, I mean, dude can rake. Yeah, I mean these guys that they uh, G Man Choi. Yeah, G Man Choi's a good one. I mean, yeah. They traded what Brad uh, Brad Miller for him. Mm-hmm. Who did thirty home runs and bring G Man Choi in? And you go what? 
Look what he's done. Yeah. I mean, he's struggling now this year, but you know what he's done for the Rays. I mean, they yeah, they find guys and, and tweak or fine tune or do something. It's it's really amazing what this organization, how they evaluate players, what they see in players to get the best out of them. Well, if they can get if they can get that out of out of uh, Surrey every night, it, it's going to be worth the price of admission because that dude, man, he can. There's nothing he can't do. Um, can he do it consistently? That's that's the benchmark of a major league player, and and we'll see. Especially if the bat uh, comes around, but uh, he's a five tool guy. He just has to bring the toolbox every night. Hey, uh, while we're uh, talking uh, about. Uh, trying to stay cool and, and you know the summer is still here it's not going to cool off until probably october november that means your ac is running all the time your electric bill if it's like mine is through the roof we got a solution for that may electric solar it's a family-owned and operated company they install solar electric systems they've been doing it for 12 years and you have this field of course all these fly-by-night companies people knock on my door all the time but may electric solar they're committed to you for the long term they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and service warranty. Plus, every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That right there is the main difference. So if you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all its products and conducts on-site testing. You can see what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar 727-819-2862. 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your life, and preserve your appliances. That's May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. There's some sad news. I was working uh, late, as I usually am these days, and uh, saw a tweet by Toyoka Jackson, the former uh, Bucks and Rams defensive lineman, that Steve White had passed away. Steve White was a uh, a really really good player and a great guy um, that played for the Bucks. Um, he was drafted by Philadelphia in '96. He he didn't make that team. He came over here right then. He played I think six of his uh, of his seven years in Tampa Bay. Played one year with Herm Edwards with the New York Jets. Um, Warren Sapp, who I talked to last night, said he's one of the best teammates he's ever had. Said the guy, the guy would listen. He he was he was you know kind and 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 very knowledgeable about football. After his career, um, he did a lot of broadcasting. <clears throat> he did a lot of uh, of blogging, quite frankly, with film work and everything else, um, and just very knowledgeable. Unfortunately for him, uh, about eight years ago, uh, he had a form of leukemia that he had been battling for a long time, and I think uh, back in I want to say April. Uh, he was uh, letting people know on social media that he was looking for a, a bone marrow transplant, um, you know, trying to defer a lot of expenses and things like that. He had been uh, being treated at Moffitt Cancer Center and unfortunately uh, lost his battle. Cancer sucks. Can I just tell you, man, I way too many people that I know uh, and some in my family that have had to battle uh, some form of cancer and it just isn't, it's awful. And, he was 48 years old, uh, wife, kids, all of that. So prayers to Steve White, um, who always was somebody that uh, loved talking football and, and was just, I didn't know anyone. And this is this is rare to say, right? But I didn't know anyone that disliked Steve White. <laughs> and in a business like the NFL, um, when you do what I do, uh, you know, you see a lot of the flaws, right? I mean, we, we're around each other all the time, and, and certainly I have a ton of them, but... 
Um, but Steve White was one of those guys that if you asked somebody about him or uh, they were around him, you knew instantly that that uh, that they, they loved the guy. And um, he's going to be missed. Um, um, and our prayers are to his family and everybody else. It's a very sad thing um, to lose somebody that that young at 48 years old. But uh, uh, but man, what a uh, what a what a good career he had. And more than that, what a good friend and teammate. I kept hearing from teammates uh, universally. Sean King. A lot of people have gone on social media to comment about Steve. Um, so uh, maybe check out. Uh, my social media and, uh, at NFL Stroud, if there's some some uh, information uh, about services or donations and that sort of thing, we will make you aware of that. But sad news uh, about Steve White. Um, the other thing that uh, occurred uh, yesterday, and it was interesting, uh, you know, I just, I, I get these notifications from time, time to time, and I saw where John Gruden was speaking I guess at an Arkansas University, of Arkansas type quarterback club type thing, and I might be I might be totally mis misconstruing this. Uh, it was the Little Rock Touchdown Club. It's not close enough. Um, and you know we have not heard from John Gruden. Uh, I don't think since the lawsuit. Of course, I mean he was um, basically fired by the Raiders because of the emails uh, that were revealed, and in an investigation. The NFL uh, had a, they were leaked essentially and had a lot of homophobic and different misogynistic and, and different comments that were were very hurtful in many ways and you know a little surprising although let's be honest if if we checked the emails and text messages of everybody in the league including owners you would not be surprised to see uh, similar ones to what unfortunately we read from John Gruden so. Gruden was dismissed, and and he's sort of, you know, been out of the public eye, and he has a lawsuit, a countersuit, I guess, against the NFL. Um, you know that that so it prevents him really from talking about the specifics of the case, because clearly these these emails were leaked to somebody, and somebody is responsible for that if they came from the NFL. So. Against all that background, he's been keeping a very low profile, but he pops up in Arkansas, of all places, and at the Little Rock Touchdown Club prior to the Razorback season, and they're talking a lot of Razorback football. Now, he's a friend of John Daly's, who I have met, who's a terrific guy, and there's no bigger Arkansas booster in the world than John Daly, whose son plays golf there, right? So John lives here locally, and and I'm guessing that maybe – John Daly had something to do with uh, John Gruden showing up at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. But it was really one of his first public appearances since all of this has gone down. And, uh, you know, he had some things to say, and some people took issue with him. And, and I'm, I guess I know, have known John for a long time, and I don't excuse what he said. He doesn't excuse what he said. And, of course, everybody wants to, you know, hey, do the Gruden. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what he said in Gruden's voice, but I can't do it as well as John. But there was a, there was a, a bit of a... There was a sincerity to it, but it also fell a little bit flat. And I'll tell you why. He, this is basically what he says. I'm ashamed of what came about in those emails, and I'll make no excuses. It's shameful. But, and that's how he said it, but I'm a good person. I believe that. I go to church. I've been married 31 years. I've got three great boys. They want to say, I just ask for your forgiveness, and I hope to, I get another shot. Well, 
that those are all great traits. You know, being married 31 years, we know he's a good father, three kids, all that. But at some point, I, I you know, he said he has said he makes no excuses. They're shameful. I I think that's his way of apologizing. You know, but at some point he has to do the work too. Like if I were advising John, I would say, hey man, go get some counseling. Go get some training, okay? Some sensitivity training. Like er, learn why these are so hurtful, these statements that you made and do the work and then come back and tell us what you have learned about yourself. You know, I believe in second chances, third chances, whatever. If if somebody is sincere about changing, um, the problem is everybody got on social media after they heard these comments and said, oh, you went to church? Oh, that makes you a good person. And, you know, took great issue with, with sort of how he said things. Um, I do believe that, that um, he's embarrassed by this. I know he is. His whole life is football. Like, to take ball away from John Gruden is like taking oxygen away from him. Sincerely. Sincerely. And then he, took out, then he went after ESPN. He says he doesn't even watch the station anymore. He can't. There's too many too many lies or whatever on there. Um, ESPN was good to him. <laughs> I mean, at one point he was the highest paid, you know, performer on ESPN. And I mean, for a long time, uh, you know, the, the idea back in the day when he started of, of, of a broadcaster making six, $7 million a year was unheard of. Now, of course, uh, we see what, you know, Tony Romo and Troy Aikman and guys like that are making. Um, and so it, it doesn't seem as much, but ESPN was pretty good to him. And he kind of, he kind of took them out too, which is which is also not what you want to do. So I'm not advising John Gruden. I think it's I think it's a shame, uh, frankly, because he he to me in my mind I think he was targeted, and and I would think that if this lawsuit goes forward and it's not done through arbitration or something like that, that that'll be proven. Um, having said that, you know that you can't point your finger at everybody else and say, well, what about them? You know that 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 is a bad defense. Um, and I think he needs to look inward and, and keep doing the work. And, um, but it's interesting. And I, I don't know that I, my guess is he'll never get another shot in the NFL. Frankly, his record is not that good. No, neither is our, are his drafts. Um, I think I saw where the Raiders the other day don't have a single number one pick from the last, I don't know how many drafts on their roster, you know? Uh, so they've not done a, a great job and I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I am. Uh, and so they have not done a great job. They didn't do a great job when John was there. My uh, recollection like, yeah. of the Raiders, though, is that they've never done well in the first round. That's correct. I mean, <laughs> right about how many that. years in a row did they take the fastest wide receiver that no one knew? Yeah, that that's they true. Would take every year because they wanted a deep threat down the field, and the guy couldn't play. Yeah, no, that's true. They've been they've been bad. It's a bad organization, and and they you know uh, the funny thing is, and it's not really funny, but like. I think they have a chance this year. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the AFC West is loaded, right? Um, but Derek Carr and, and having Adams back with him, he played with him at, at Fres- Fresno State. I mean, they, they've got a lot of pieces around Carr now who got him to the playoffs last year with Rich Versace as the interim coach after John left. And, you know, that was, that was a step forward. So, you know, they do have talent. Well, I don't know. Again, that, that division is the toughest, one of the toughest in football. You got Russell Wilson going to Denver. Um, there's just no easy outs in that division with Patrick Mahomes there. But uh, I, I really do think they got one of their better teams. Now we'll see, you know, if, uh, you know, McDaniel can, Josh McDaniel can get it done. I, you know, his second try as a head coach didn't go very well the first time in Denver. We'll see if he gets it right this time. But, you know, it, it just, 
being around John as long as I was, um, I, I think I know a little bit about him. I, I know he's remorseful because he got caught. I just, I'd like to feel like he's actually done the work and, um, and understands, you know, sort of, sort of where he, where he went off. And, and again, it's not unique to him. Believe me. Uh, I've had coaches after that happen, guys that I really respect that are, you know, God fearing, you know, church going guys as well. And they said, Rick, if, if everybody in this league had their emails or their text messages out there for public consumption, he goes, there wouldn't be many people left in the NFL. And he was serious. And that's sad if, because that's, that's what the league's, you know, sort of fiber is like, you'd like to think better of the men that run it, but because uh, now there's a lot of women in the league as well, and they deserve a certain amount of respect. And, um, you know, but but um, I think the, the point was that they felt like he was, you know, he was targeted by somebody, which doesn't excuse the behavior, by the way. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, if, if a bunch of people rob a bank and you get caught and the other ones get away with it, doesn't mean that you're any less guilty because they have managed to escape the law. Um, so let's let's be serious here. Let's take some personal responsibility. And I think he's trying to do that but not in the way where I want to, you know, you need to show people what work you've done, mm-hmm. you know, wh- how you understand what you said and what you did was hurtful. And, and look, maybe he'll get a chance. I, I think if he does, it'll be in college football. I don't think it'll be in the NFL, you know, and he was, he was funny, man, because at one point before he went to ESPN, when he left the Bucks, he got a lot of interest, right? From, from a ton of colleges and a ton of pro teams. And he decided to go to ESPN and, um, one of those teams was Arkansas, and he revealed that uh, the other day. And he said, uh, he was like, I didn't go here because I felt like if I went to Arkansas, we'd be on probation in a couple years. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know. Um, and then he goes, but now with this NFI and all this stuff, he goes, hey, you know, it's it's different now, you know. So he he he, he I love to coach Arkansas, and I'm sure that thrilled their current head coach. But – um I do think that there'll be a, if he wanted to just coach, right? If there's, you know, maybe it's, and I'm not going for anybody's job, you know, Liberty or somebody would hire. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but ball is something that he needs. He really needs. And, um, don't think you'll see him on TV again. And I'm pretty sure you won't see him in the NFL, but, uh, maybe, maybe there's a place for him, uh, in football and, and we'll just see. So check that out. Uh, I, I think I posted, uh, that video on my Twitter feed at NFL Stroud if you want to check that out. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, we had a bunch of mailbag questions that we will get to most of those in tomorrow's podcast because we went a little long here uh, with the news of Shane McClanahan, Steve White, etc. But uh, we did have one that we wanted to get to now. Yeah, because it, it goes based on the news we were talking about earlier with Shane McClanahan. So the Tampa Bay 98ers tweeted us. said, if you could only have one this fall, who would you take? Prime form, rested and pain-free Shane McClanahan, or a fully rehabbed and fully confident Wander Franco, who could potentially carry the team more? 
Wow, what a great question, and that is a King Solomon thing because, you know, I don't know that there's a wrong answer there. I mean, the one thing you can say about Shane McClanahan is that, you know, you need an ace when you play in these short series especially. You need that guy to go out there and shut it down, right? Uh, Wander Franco, though, affects the game in, in, in a lot of ways, right? He, he can do it with his defense. He can do it with his base running. He certainly can do it with his bat and his energy. And he's in the lineup every day. Now, he's only going to get four at-bats on average in any given game. Um, but like I said, uh, in, in terms of, of, of impacting the game, you could argue that over nine innings he might be able to impact the game more than a pitcher every, every four or five days. So even having said that, though, I'd rather have Shane McClanahan because I think, we, I, I think if, you're, if you're Kevin Cash – and you have enough guys back, and they're starting to get enough guys, right? Ramirez and, and Margot, and uh, we saw what Surrey did the other night. I, I think with a Rosarena, if, if he were to get hot like he does sometimes late in the year, I think you could find a way to continue going out there and putting pressure on a defense, I think. And you're not going to score a ton of runs, but without that pitching, it doesn't matter. I mean, what does it matter if Wander Franco goes four for four and drives in three runs, but, you know, you give up seven. Um, you know, so I, I would still, and this may sound sacrilege, I would still rather have my ace of the staff because I know what I'm getting when I give him the ball. You know, there's no guarantee Wander Franco is going to, you know, get three or four hits a night. Um, he can affect the game in other ways, and, and I'd love to have him, but I know when I hand the ball to Shane McClanahan what I'm getting. I'm getting seven innings of two runs or less, about ten strikeouts every single time, and I can win with that. I can deal with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I with the way this pitching staff is, if you had a healthy glass now that was a starter, mm. maybe my answer changes. Yeah. But because, yeah. And, and like I said, Drew Rasmussen's pitched well, Jeffrey Springs has pitched well, mm-hmm. but Shane's better. Yeah. And and if, you know, if you had, you know, three years or two years ago, whatever it was, when you had Snell and Glass now and Morton, if you lost one of those, it wouldn't be as impactful as if you lost a guy like Wanda Franco. That's correct. But this team doesn't have another ace, another right. you know guy. I mean, like I said, Rasmus Springs has been very good this year, but mm-hmm. they're not Shane McClanahan. Corey Kluber has been okay, you know, okay. at times. I mean, I'm, I would for, trust him in the playoffs, but I'm, I'm not going out there saying we're going to win because Corey's on the mound. No, no, not not at this point in his career, not this far deep in the season. I mean, he's been right. he's exceeded my expectations for this year, particularly yeah. the fact he stayed healthy the whole year. Fair. Um, you know he's he's been very good for the Rays, but yeah, I'm I'm not. You know, if Corey Kluber's starting a game over because Shane McClanahan's hurt in the playoffs, I, I don't like the chances as well. Right. I mean, I, I, you want healthy Wander Franco. Don't get me wrong, but sure. I, I think with the, with the guys that are getting healthy in the field now, the Harold Ramirez's, the Manuel Margos, that I'll I'll take Shane McClanahan in that scenario. Yeah. Now the bats are coming around because those guys are back and they're starting to score some runs and and, and force some, some pressure on the uh, on on the defense. So I, yeah, I think you want your ace, and I think the teams that win it and go deep and win the win the World Series, they the pitching carries them. You do have to score runs, and that's been the race problem in the postseason. It works for 162, doesn't necessarily work in a three or five game series, but or even seven. But um, but still, yeah, you got to get that ace back. All right, so the Bucks are back at practice. Uh, they will have another one uh, today, and then they are off uh, sort of for the weekend. They'll start next week in preparation for the first game of the regular season. Of course, the first game of the NFL season is next Thursday. 
So we're only a week away from that. Um, and then, of course, the Bucks play September 11th. Sunday night football. Cowboys hosting the, the Buccaneers. It's going to be a great one, I think. Uh, we'll find out some updates on some of the injuries they have. My information is that uh, Robert Hainsey, Nick Leverett's not considered serious injuries. Doesn't look like it's something that will keep them out of the Dallas game. We'll get more, of course, from Todd Bowles throughout the week as as well as whether they go with Chris Godwin, who I, I believe is, you know, at the point now, if you read between the lines or even just read what Todd Bowles said last Monday, and that is he's been cleared to do everything except contact. And, um, you know, it's up to the doctors eventually, but you're not going to hit him now in practice. That would be foolish. Uh, but, if you know, if that's the only thing that's missing, it doesn't seem to matter whether it's week one or week 10 that he goes out there and plays. He's going to have to get hit below the waist, get back up and realize that he's okay. And, and you can only do that from playing a full-speed NFL game. I think Chris has done everything to prepare himself, but again, there is going to be that mental hurdle until that first hit comes and he gets back up. So uh, for my money, I think they're, I think they really do think he has a good chance to play against the Cowboys. That's the way it seems to be headed right now, but we'll get more information on the health of all their players, Russell uh, Gage and others, as we get closer to the, um, to the start of the regular season. So, We've got all that and your mailbag questions tomorrow. Lots of them right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.